Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah! Uh oh! It is Thursday, and there's no Jason Lloyd. Where is he? He's on vacation. What a slacker. I know. And you know what? He was talking like for a month before he left. He was saying, I've got vacation. It starts when training camp begins, which kind of, to me, is a little bit of an odd week Mm -hmm. to take vacation. But he was saying, My fear is. The Watson news is going to break and blow up my vacation. Oh, that's been my fear for weeks. That, yeah. Because I'm going on vacation next week, although it will Hopefully not by up. then it'll be out. Hopefully I hope by so. then. He's also with his family and kids, and it might be like, oh, thank God the Watson is broke, so now I have something to do for the next <laughs> two days. Yeah, that's true. And by now he could be looking for that exactly. break. He's done with the family at this we, point. Um, yeah. Actually, if anybody was wondering where Jason and the family uh, are vacationing, we actually have a proof that he is on vacation. Proof of life. Can't take them anywhere. <laughs> They're at Alabama, and that is his wife and kids. So from the left there, that's his wife, Alicia, mm-hmm. and then AJ, Ava, and Alex. There seems to be an A aversion there in the family. Mm. But there they are, yeah. uh, spelling out O-H-I-O on the Enemy territory. Alabama case. I love that. Enemy I absolutely yeah. love that. And man, shout out to Jason. I'm so glad that you, you have reconciled with your wife. You guys are back together. <laughs> That's that a terrible going car. Going to vacation destinations like the after, University after of Alabama. After you broke her trust, just like re- that. rekindling, getting <laughs> back, to, yes, getting reconnecting. back to yes, yes, the car. To, you think get, they drove the fancy car there? Mm-hmm. Being that man, they being the man she met. probably recommended by their marriage therapist. Yeah. I would imagine. Yep. Take her get, somewhere take nice. Take her somewhere nice. She deserves. Her name it. begins with an A. All your kids begin with an A. Go to Alabama. Do you yeah. think he drove in his tiny little sports car in front of them and she's <laughs> oh, yeah. in a minivan behind? That's right. By the way, I hope not. Jason mm-hmm. told me in September he's going to Montana. That's next. Nice. Good for him. All right. He's hitting all the hot Try and find yeah. himself. Yeah. Hey, you know what? It's it, Get away. That's the yeah, idea. That's true. Get and away. get back from Alabama safely. Okay, let's uh, quickly run through what's going to be on today's program. Aditi's going to be here later. That's going to be fun. We'll do a mailbag with her. So if you have any questions to Aditi, go ahead and put them out there on our social. And uh, McNuggets will sift through them. We'll ask some questions of her. Jen Matthews is going to be here. we got to get her reaction to Pops. Yeah. Missing the finalist list for the Hall of Fame yeah. from the seniors and coaches committee. Right. Yes. And it's astoundingly, Clay's not on it, and Art Modell is. That's so it. That's, she's going to have some strong feelings about that. I, I'm sure she will. The, 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 for me, this, the theme today for this show is disrespect. Mm. All right, great. Yeah, it's it seems disrespect. to be a common theme. You're right. It's coming, it's mm. coming, right, it's as coming we look out of the pipeline. Yeah. And also, um, I want to take just a second to remind everybody, if you haven't currently subscribed to our YouTube page, we really need you to do that, and here's why. If this Watson news breaks at 3.15, you're going to be stuck. Where do I go? My Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show fix can't be scratched. Yes, it can. Subscribe. Click on notifications. The second this thing breaks, we're going to push it out there. We're going to assemble the crew. It's like the bat, you know, the bat light mm-hmm. when they would shine the bat light. Absolutely. We're all going to convene wherever There's a pole we are. back here that I'm going to slide down. I want to see that. <laughs> we're all going to convene and we're going to um, immediately go on with yeah. our instant reaction to it. That's right. We'll digest it. We'll translate it for you. We'll probably have a legal expert tell us what all of this mumbo jumbo means because really when you get down to it, this decision is going to be written in legalese. They often are. Mm-hmm. And and Sue L. Robinson was a district judge for 25 years. That's the world she knows. So there may be some complications hidden in it. What does this mean? What does that mean? Hopefully we'll have a lawyer that will be with us too to break it all down. So and we're 243 and subscribers away from 11,000. 243. Which was our goal That's by it. the end of the month. Yeah, we got, yes. We got and days. we got four days left in the month. So we got to get those final 243. Let's go. Right. We've been pushing about 100 a day. Yeah. So we're really on pace to hit this. Yep. But yes. we don't want it to be close. So anyhow, please if you want to be informed, please, just please no. don't make me start 11 last-minute accounts to try and push <laughs> us over the edge. That's embarrassing. I'll run out of names. How many do you have already? Oh, 17, 18. Yeah, they're hard like to that. keep track of. And they all love all of my work. All right, let's dive in. We're going to start with the news of the day. And really, day one from training camp yesterday, I was, yeah. it was such a letdown for me. Because mm-hmm. as I mentioned, it's kind of my new year. I yeah. wished everybody a happy new year. 
The rains came. They moved it inside. It was really kind of a glorified workout, what, the, what they went through. Uh-huh. They went through some run-throughs, walk-throughs, mm-hmm. some conditioning drills. Yep. Yeah. But that's not what I was looking for. And I know the fans were disappointed because today's workout closed to the public. Mm-hmm. Right. So now we've got to wait even longer after the two-year wait because of COVID. I, I would ask you guys for your reactions from right. day one, but there really wasn't much to talk about. I, I do think there what, is, what, Jay. what stands I, out to you? Well, what stands out to me, we talked about this briefly yesterday, is Deshaun Watson not speaking. And I was very disappointed in that. I thought about yeah. it more last night. And, you know, yesterday we talked about, you and I, G, both <laughs> said, hey, you can move on, talk about the, you know, just the on-the-field stuff. But, you know, I was thinking about it because the last since the last time he spoke, the, the, the only thing off the field that has changed is that he settled the 20 cases. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely going to be somebody that wants to have, multiple people that want to ask him, well, why did you said you weren't going to settle? You said you want to take it to court. Why did you settle? Mm-hmm. I If I were him, I would have wanted. Now, maybe he didn't want to talk. Maybe the Browns didn't want him to talk. Maybe they just want to wait till this is decided before they do that. But he is eventually going to be and must be the face of this franchise. Right. And I think the face of the franchise should speak on the first day of training camp. I think it's important to show his leadership, his command of the team. And I think it's disappointing that he didn't talk. I'm not killing him for it. But I think it's disappointing. It's like it wasn't his decision. I, I actually. But you know what? He should have said to the Browns, no, I'm going to go talk. But I think I, I disagree. And I, I do think that it's uh, – I think the problem is that we are at the tail end of this, hopefully. And I think that anything he goes out there and says right now – Sue Robinson's watching, and the NFL is watching, and he just wants to keep his head down and not say anything to try and look like he's maybe trying to, like, you know, move the deal one way or the other by saying, well, if he goes out there now and starts, like, somebody's going to ask him a question. Somebody's going to ask him a question about his legal situation. Nobody's, you know the media, they're not going to be good and just be like, so who do you see uh, being your weapon in the slot this year? Nobody cares. They want to talk about this, and even if you try and put a moratorium on it, they're still going to talk about this. And so it's going to force him to address it, and I don't think he wants to get on record as saying anything else right now. I think that he is, I think it's like the smart thing to do. I think you're right. You are right in most of what you said. The one thing I would disagree with is that nobody cares. See, I think everybody cares about football. Right. A lot of the media members and that's the problem. don't we, care. Whatever we say, they will conflate anything. Like right. They, you know that's, what I mean? That's like, true. So and, and, we, we're going to mince every word. Right now, we're going to be trying to dig for the next 30 minutes to find something that happened while they were lifting weights yesterday to talk about. <laughs> no, he's right. If he would have said something, <laughs> yeah. that, would be, that would be all that would have dominated the headlines, and they don't want him dominating the headlines any more than he has. And, and I think you're both right. They're not mutually exclusive. People yeah. care. Yeah. I think the national media is in. Yes. They don't care about right, the football. slot receiver. Yeah. They want to hear him talk about the whole case. They want to hear where he is, what his thoughts are. Yeah. Because there hasn't been any availability since the cases were settled, I'm sure people want to talk to him about that. At 11:15, McNuggets, the, uh, the players today, that they haven't told us yet who's available. It, uh, on today's sheet, it just says that select players. Right. They're going to talk at 11.15. Obviously, Stefanski will talk at 1.30, as he will every Offensive day. Offensive lineman. That's what that it, means. Yeah. It, Joel Batonio. I'm, cur- I'm, curious to see, <laughs> I'm, I'm curious to see who they trot out today. I bet it's Joel Batonio. <clears throat> I'm going to predict Batonio, Amari Cooper, and uh, maybe I'll go Njoku. Njoku. I'll go to Joku because now we, one guy on defense. You need a defensive guy, two offensive yeah, guys. Yeah, John Johnson. Th- that's that's John a, Johnson. There that's you go. A list for that's for your list for today. The they they they'll have some. Well, they don't. There is no list. It just says select yeah. players. No, I want to hear what Cade York does, has to listen, say. Listen, Mike does make a good point that anything he says on the off the field stuff can be maybe used against him potentially. I really want to hear him talk about football. I think the majority of our fans want to hear him talk about football, but ultimately you are correct. He's not going to get a ton of football questions. Right. For, for me, the national media, they do this stuff and they get mad when you don't give them what they want. We want our pound of flesh. We want you to stand and answer our questions because we deserve it. Well, listen, let me ask you a couple questions yourself, media. Did you go find Roger Goodell? Has Roger Goodell given any comments? Mm-hmm. No. Well, he's part of the situation, so why are we not asking him no Camp questions? Camp out outside his house. Like, they, 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 like, uh, they did. Well, Roger Goodell spoke, actually, in the well, last Well, when he had weeks. to speak at the Super Bowl so, News Super Bowl, conference, he was, asked he was about available. It. He was asked about it. But yeah, that in was terms years of ago. making himself available, you're right. That a lot has happened ago. since then. So yeah, yeah. In terms of making himself available specifically for this, not a chance. I don't think happen. it's unreasonable to ask him, why did you settle these cases when you said you weren't going to. That's not an unfair question. So, I, well, here's the thing. Yeah. The reason I'm not going to answer that question is because yeah. I got an ongoing investigation. That could get me. Well, s- then he could say that. Well, well, he, yeah. well they and know, he has said that in the past. He, and then it's like, Deshaun know, Watson refuses and, to and comment. And by the way, they he, know that. Re- Bush, he, they can know use, that. he can use that as an umbrella 
all the way through the season because mm-hmm. he still has four civil cases that are going to litigation can, next year. Yeah. About, and they know that. See, uh, reporters, like reporters, at what point, I'm not a really a journalist. I just, I, I'm an opinion guy. Mm-hmm. At what point as a journalist do you say, he's already told us he's not going to say nothing. Right. So why, yeah. why, why would I waste my gas money <laughs> to drive or fly to Cleveland to ask Deshaun Watson a question you know he's not going to answer? My thing would be... Because your editor's sending you there. Right, uh-huh. there it is, right? They're the ones that yep. want it. They, they want, know that that's going to move the needle. That's right. the only thing that matters. They want something to move the needle. And so what you do is don't give them any fuel. I'm mm-hmm. not moving nothing. I'm playing football right now. If it don't got nothing to do with football, I'm not saying that. And, and I'm There's okay lot, with that. And there are a lot of things football-wise that I would like. Deshaun Watson hasn't talked much about football. No. I want to know what his relationship with Amari Cooper's like right now. I want to know how the young wide receivers are developing with him right now. I want to know how excited are you to play behind an offensive line that's actually going to protect you for once? Yeah. How excited are you to have two guys in the backfield that are a million times better than anybody you've ever played with before? Yeah, I, all I, those are great questions. Yeah. We all want those answers. Right, Gee, Bush, to your happen. point, um, I, I was kind of in that between space. I've always considered myself a show host. I don't call myself a journalist. Journalists go dig for stories. Mm-hmm. I, I've never really done that, but I, I've always been lumped in with the media. I consider myself part of the media for sure. But one of the most grotesque exercises in journalism I've ever seen was when Tiger Woods was forced. He was forced to go before hundreds of cameras, hundreds of journalists, and answer questions about what happened on the night that he wrecked his vehicle, which was really over a personal relationship with his wife. Crazy, bro. And they they brought him out there, and I I was hosting the the <laughs> the program that had to throw it to his news conference. Yeah. And it was like a group of crazed, starved wolves. The tournament forced him to do that. Everybody did. His sponsors forced him to do it. Okay. The PGA was encouraging him to do it. He didn't yeah. want to do it. Who would want to go out there and say, so I got a late night tweet right. from my girlfriend. My wife saw it. She hit me with a golf club. I was, yeah. in, I was, I was under the influence of sleeping meds. I right. got behind the wheel of my car. I crashed my car. Yeah. Who and, would want to go? Why would anybody well, have to talk about that? But ultimately, he could have said no. It would right. have cost him Bull, money. He I mean, tried. They, yeah. There was so much internal pressure yeah. that eventually his agent even said, we got to do this. Every sponsor, remember, yeah. Nike, all of them were pulling back. We're, 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 are currently, we're currently pausing our relationship with Tiger yeah. Woods. And Tiger was between that rock and the hard place that no one wants to be. And I'll never forget how cringeworthy it was watching this grown man who had clearly made mistakes Mm -hmm. that would affect the trajectory of the rest of his life because he he was about to go through a divorce. He wasn't going to have his kids in his house every day. Mm -hmm. This was a man going through all kinds of pain. And and in in a sick way... The media at the time was loving it. Oh, yeah, of course. They threw him in the frying pan. They turned the heat on high, and yeah. they sat back and watched him sizzle. And, and it was awful. And watch I, this. Because because they can't get Deshaun Watson yeah. to come out and say what they want him to say, they're angry. They're upset. When we take a look at some of these polls we got, right, they not only are mad at that, they'll go a step further. They'll diminish what you've done but other people. Well, I got the Browns going this. I think the Browns are going to win three games. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. it, it, well, like, it's just it, it, that it, could it's be confirmation a tri- bias. It's a, yeah, right, it's right, a right. trickle down theory. Yeah. Well, yeah. listen, there was something else interesting related to Deshaun Watson. I thought from yesterday, we talked about it briefly. Miles Garrett had some comments about Deshaun Watson yesterday that I thought, and and uh, Leroy Horde spoke to this as mm. well. And I think this is really important. Miles Garrett has nothing to do with Jacoby. I believe in his ability, but I'm putting the pressure on us because I know what we have in store. And it, it, it brings up a good point that we as media members, mm-hmm. right, as opinion guys or whatever, we can say the obvious, that if, if Deshaun plays 17 games versus Jacoby playing 17 games or even eight games, that the Browns are probably going to win less games. How right. many less is debatable, but they're going right. to win less. Deshaun Watson's a significantly better quarterback than Jacoby Brissett. But as players, as leaders, as coaches, Kevin Stefanski, the coordinators, the leaders of this team, Miles Garrett, Nick Chubb, Joel Batonio, whoever, 
The guy's getting paid a lot of money. And all those guys, Denzel Ward, are getting paid a lot of money. Right. There's no excuses for that. Absolutely. Right? This this is not a – if Jacoby Brissett plays four games, eight games, 17 games, we understand, <clears throat> you know, rationally from us that the team won't be quite as good. But they shouldn't be terrible right. because they got a great roster. You know, if, if, a, if a team with a bad roster loses a good quarterback, I expect them to win two games. Right. The Browns have one of the best rosters in football. They're not going to be as good with Brissett. But they still shouldn't be terrible. They still should be competitive, and at the very least, win. Se- at the very least, I think win seven, eight games with Jacoby Brissett. At the very least, there's if he's no- here for the year, right? For the year, okay, for the year. right, right, right. If, if, but there is no excuse for anybody to have their head down or do a woe no. is me. No, they've got to play to the best of their ability, whether he's there or not. I thought Leroy was crystal clear mm-hmm. on that yesterday. Yeah. Rock solid, strong. You've been saying that throughout. It doesn't matter, particularly for the defense. Like Leroy's point was, what difference does it make to Miles Garrett who our quarterback is? They're not on the field at the same time. Now, there may be added pressure on them yeah. because they know they're not going to put up 30 points a game. Mm-hmm. Right. So the, I think the line gets a lot smaller of what, you know, teams will say, I, when I, I covered the Bucks when they had all defense before they got over the hump offensively and won the Super Bowl. Right. And the defensive guys would always say they would embrace it. We, we know we got to hold them to single, single digits if we're right. going to win. And, and that was their mission. And, and, and Warren Sapp, <coughs> guess what? We want to try to do that every game, no matter who's on offense. That's right. Yeah. Miles Garrett said something very similar. Uh, he, he said, uh, there you go. It doesn't change regardless how that situation works itself out. And we're going to hold ourselves to a higher standard no matter what happens. And our defense is going to do what we do. Last time I heard, they can't win if they don't score points. Yeah. It's, it's about time somebody took, remember the thing, disrespect. Every single time the Steelers get a new quarterback or something happens, they give them, the people jump out of the closet to say, well, it's the Steelers' pedigree. <laughs> it's the Steelers and Mike Tomlin. Mm-hmm. They just will themselves to victory. It's about time. And they haven't won a playoff game in six years. Years. Before. It's about time the Cleveland Browns start saying this. They disrespect you. You got, you got pro bowlers all over the field. They reduced you down to a quarterback that wasn't here last year. This is crazy. It happens all the time. If it's Bill Belichick, you guys need to get rid of Josh Gordon. Bill Belichick gets Josh Gordon. Mm-hmm. Great job, Bill Belichick. Brilliant, Look yeah. the Brilliant way. strategy. Brilliant. These dudes do this to you every single time. The Browns going to have to look in the mirror and say, look, we got to come take the respect. It happens across the board. Mm-hmm. If you look at this team, there's no way you can look from top to bottom and look at from position group to position group, and they tell you, yeah, you guys got Nick Chubb, great guy. Miles Garrett might be defensive player of the year. Hey, Denzel Ward, you got the best offensive line. But yet and still, when it comes down to the wash and it gets rinsed out, all of a sudden, you got five or six wins. That's disrespect. I don't think, first of all, I, I, I will say, I think that the one guy that picked them to go 6-11, and 11, we'll get to that in a second. Right. I think that's an anomaly. I don't think it's impossible that they can finish 6-11 and 11 if Deshaun Watson didn't play the whole season. I don't think that's crazy. I think that's an extreme prediction. Mm-hmm. I think that's like the worst-case scenario prediction, and I yeah. would never make a prediction based on the worst-case scenario. But I don't, I don't think everybody is in Vegas. The Browns have pretty good odds to win the division still. Yeah. I want to say one thing about that Miles Garrett yeah. thing, which, again, nothing happened yesterday. Everybody just breaking news. Nothing happened yesterday yeah. for the yeah. most part. Um, so, But I did like seeing Miles Garrett step up and take more of that role, and I think he's been doing that more and more as time goes on. I remember yep. his – his uh, first year here, for as giant as he was, he was kind of like a quiet kid in the back of the room still. He was yeah. learning like you're supposed to and whatnot. He didn't have that leadership role. But watching him grow into that, and you need somebody obviously like that, and, and I like seeing him take on that role. But it's also uh, what I'm scared of when they talk about um, media trying to catch people in these kind of uh, situations that might not even necessarily be mean anything. He was... I saw somebody call, saying that he was calling out his fellow defense yeah, and, right. and challenging them. He, they're like, yeah. he, uh, Miles essentially said to step up to the defense. And now, see, and that's what we, we're just like, can we, go, can we find something in there? That? Can we find something? There? I saw a couple of different tweets. I'm not, but I did oh see a couple God. of different tweets yeah. about that. And that's ridiculous. I know well, they're just divisive. Yeah. And, and oftentimes that's what they try to they're do. They're just poking the bear. And yeah, by the way, though, for, by the way, there was a post game last year that Miles Garrett did call out the defense, including mm-hmm. himself. Yeah, that's fine. And that's they right. kicked ass the following and, week. And by yeah. the way, it was warranted. And yes. So I, I was thinking yesterday when we were kind of talking about leadership and how this team, you know, they don't have a Ray Lewis. Mm-hmm. They, they don't have a Drew Brees. When you look at the three most integral parts of this team, and I'm not going to put Deshaun Watson into this group yet because he hasn't worn a, he hasn't taken a snap yet for the Browns. Right. 
But I think everybody on this panel would agree that, that, that the three faces of this franchise right now, minus Deshaun, mm. Kevin Stefanski, Nick Chubb, Miles Garrett, they're all the same guy. And only one of them talks, really, is Miles Garrett. Yeah, <laughs> and Miles at least does. But, but Nick doesn't say anything, rarely right. does interviews. Right. Kevin talks to the media he because he word. has to. He says words. But he talks around a circle, and mm-hmm. when you're done, you're like, wow, what that was word salad. He uh-huh. just talked for a minute, yeah. and I don't have a note written down. Yeah. I don't know what he said. So Miles Garrett I, gives you more in interviews. Miles yep. is far. Miles yeah, yeah. is easily the best yeah, of those yeah, yeah. three. Yeah. But they always say that a team takes on the personality of its head coach. Right. And I think when Freddie was here, yeah. it was kind of a frat room yeah, yeah, yeah. feel to it. Yep. And then all of a sudden, Stefanski came in, and it felt a lot more corporate and boardroom. And I'm okay with that. Yep. I- I'm okay you with. No, I love boring. I think Jay, even if you look at some of the other leaders who are not as obvious as those guys, like Joel Batonio, Denzel Ward, even Anthony Walker at linebacker, those guys are all kind of the similar mode mo- sure. as well. They're not yeah. like crazy mm-hmm. guys or yeah. like. And, and and those guys need to lead the way, you know, because in their position group, whatever, I think Denzel Ward does a great job. So does Anthony Walker. I think they got a leader at every level of the defense. I agree. You know, eventually it needs to be the quarterback. The quarterback's the sure. commander of the team. And, I right. think, I, and by he the way, be. I think Deshaun will assume that role Agreed. once he's here right. and established his presence. He's yeah. not going to do that yet, clearly. Here, here's what we know. We know that, Jac- or, or what I think we know, is that Jacoby Brissett is – We've talked about this before. He knows who he is. He's not going to try to be. He's not going to try to chuck it down the field right. and, and be a superstar. He's a check-down quarterback. He's for a sure. check-down quarterback. He's going to get you the ball and let you. You're the stars. Yeah. You're Nick Chubb. You're Kareem Hunt. You're Amari Cooper, David Joker, whatever. He's going to let you make the plays. He's not going to make some terrible turnovers. Everybody has some. He's not going to make egregious mistakes right. for the most part. He's not going to try to be a hero. Right. So he's not going to kill you. Now, he's not going to win games for you. Deshaun Watson will win games for you. Yeah. I don't think Jacoby Brissett is winning games for you, but he's <clears> not <throat> losing games for you. And last year, you know, again, two years ago, Baker helped him win. Last year, he, he lost them some games. He hurt them for mm-hmm. sure. Yes. Uh, before we move on from training camp, because we want to talk about that 6-11 and 11 predi- prediction. That's yeah. next. Uh, I, do, I do think that we should at least read these. These are the names yesterday, the guys that did not participate. David Bell, we knew, yeah. the foot. Yeah. Um, from all indications, it's nothing serious. He's yeah. going to be fine. I know that I think you were super nervous about it. I was. It. Yeah. Uh, it, I, I think everybody yeah. was like, you know, we're good with receivers. Yeah. He's going to be fine. Uh, Jack Conklin has a knee that he's that he's nursing. He was expected to take he, some he time. Was, yeah, they knew old, he yeah. was going to be out. Sheldon Day back. Uh, Anthony Walker Jr. Uh, is dealing with a groin. Denzel Ward foot. That's the one. Panic that, mode. That's what. Okay. That's Straight was, up panic I mode. I was with you too. And yesterday, Jimmy told us at 5 o'clock, Jim Donovan told us that he's in a, a boot. Yeah, yeah, uh, I saw that. I and saw I'm that. sure it's precautionary, uh, uh, yeah. but whenever I see my guy in a boot. I, I, there's, you know. two, there's two things here. There's two things. I, I'll go back to receiver. I'm telling you, I don't like it. I don't like the depth of receiver. I just don't. If you got Jacoby Brissett, we talk about what you need to put around him. You're going to have to have guys playing at the optimum level, right? You're going to have to have guys playing ready to go because mm-hmm. he's not Deshaun Watson. I don't feel comfortable coming out there with Anthony Schwartz, who I saw nothing from last year. I didn't see anything for just Donovan Peoples-Jones. Now, I like the potential and all that. Great. But those are your two yeah, top. No. Those two top guys. And David Bell, yeah. the guy that you count A lot of unproven there. A lot of unproven. You count on he, we, he's a third-round pick, and, and you talk about he's going to be gone at least this week. Yeah. So he's we've already be, slotted him into uh, to replace. And we were talking about Julio Jones the other day. Sorry to cut you That's off, okay. but, but he just signed with the he's, Buccaneers. He's so, off yeah. the market. Yeah, yeah he's right. off the market. And I, I don't like. Sure. But I love that we're already like. And then David Bell will just be the new Jarvis Landry, and we're done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, it's not that easy. <laughs> that. You're right. They put him right in there. They put him right in the uh-huh. Pro Bowl. I'm like, yeah. wow, bro. <laughs> David like, Bell's like, I'm pretty slow. Did you guys read that? <laughs> and he was like, I did. <laughs> you know, people said he hasn't dropped a football yet. Right. And he was like, I, I actually did drop a football. Yeah. in Rookie mini camps. I just want to let you guys know. I, yeah. yeah. I so by the way, Stefanski was asked yesterday. Hey, you know, because not only is David Bell, you know, out right now. There's another like camp guy or some other wide receiver further mm-hmm. down the depth chart. I can't think of his name who's also out and they asked him specifically are you guys thinking about bringing in a wide receiver. He said no. Now yeah. he's the type of guy that they could be and he's just not going to admit that. Right. Right. You that. Yeah, but absolutely. One guy that um, we, we were talking about the leadership before before we move yeah. on um, that could become a vocal leader on this team, but he's, his play has to obviously he has to be a, a proven commodity, but I thought Perry Winfrey at his new you know at, with his interviews after he was drafted his jersey is selling. 
I'm, that, which is which is kind of odd that to video. Me. Like he, exactly. <laughs> I mean, what, what is it? Yeah. He gets us. Oh, 100%. Yeah. He, he gets he, us. Yeah. And because of that, I think fans will be really quick to try to sink their teeth into him. So if he comes on early, he has a couple of sacks, oh, plays yeah. well, yeah. Oh, oh. he is going to be the kind of guy that with an arm gesture can yep. get the whole stadium on their feet. Because of our beloved fan base, a certain contingent of our beloved fan base, whom I love, if I were a Cleveland Browns player, like, and I wanted to sell some jerseys, I would honestly just like show up at a Cavs game, a couple of Cavs games, yep. open a beer with my mouth, with yeah. my teeth, yep. and then just chug it. Talk about it, Big Chuck and Little John. Talk about Big maybe. Chuck and Little John, and the next thing you know, your your jersey sales oh my God. skyrocket. Yeah, you're absolutely we are right. so susceptible to that. I, I will say this though, I hopefully Perry on Winfrey can get this thing together because I'm gonna tell you what. I'll give you your, your heyday when when the Browns were rocking and rolling. You was at the old municipal stadium. I was. Hey, that place was a nightmare to mm-hmm. complain. It was. First energy ain't nothing it's like that. It's never even approached. It ain't that. even. Yeah. It's not even as. It's it's the most comfortable venue I've ever been in. Mm-hmm. You can bring your kids. <laughs> you can bring your grandmother. I've been to weddings there. People just. just I have. I've there was literally a church been to sermon. weddings there. There was a church sermon right there at, at halftime. Yep. And these people is comfortable. Y'all better do something to get Let's that go. back. Get that back going. Well, mm-hmm. you know what would help that is a long winning streak. There you go. Yeah, lo- oh. You know, win. We have a couple of years where you make the playoffs and that's you go right. deep in the playoffs. Can you imagine what a playoff game in that building oh, would be like? Nuts. Man, that's that's that would bring it up into the municipal stadium, at least the fringe of municipal. And bring stadium. those freaks back in. All the dudes with masks, train it off. Hey, listen, the welders. The wel- all the, mm-hmm. Listen, give me get dog pound. I'm section. not going, but let's get those people. Dog yeah. pound <laughs> section. We gonna give them people in the dog pound half off. Come on in here and get loose. <laughs> we really but, should <laughs> at some point have my father come in here and sit in with us and tell us uh, stories of like the dog pound and wow. tailgating back then. Right, he's but it just was like, great. He's it like, not. The year was 1988. <laughs> <Epic>. You know, <laughs> like that's how it starts. He's, I brought a subtly torch to. Game. He I wanted happened. to go home with the seat. He has so many hilarious stories like that that he would not be able to deliver effectively on camera and he'd embarrass me in front of all of us. <laughs> but if you get him alone with a half a bottle of Irish whiskey and he's not, he doesn't think anyone's watching awesome. him, they're so, I'll, I'll start recording them. You know what? Surreptitiously record him. Get yeah. one of those stories yeah. and we'll run it. Yeah. All right, McNugget, Steve, let's go to the, uh, the predictions from the USA Today. So this... It's one guy. It's one guy. And what he did was he played out let's the entire season. So we always joke what a ridiculous exercise uh-huh. that is. Well, they're going to win this one. They're going to lose two in a row. Then they're going to come back right. and win three in a row. He's got the Browns last place in the North at 6-11, and 11, which is, to your point, Bull, it could happen. But yeah. what, what jumps out to me is yeah. there are only five teams that he has predicted to win fewer games than the Browns. It's crazy. And only the three in the AFC, the Jets, the Texans, and the Jaguars, that's it. So, apparently, the Browns are yeah. like, you know. And, the Jaguars And, and, and you, you did mention it was worst-case scenario. Yeah, I, and, and I don't know Davis. about you guys, but when, when somebody asks me for predictions of a season, right, it's it's a silly. It is. Mike's talked about it. It is. It's silly. But if I'm going to do it, what I do in my mind is I say, okay, obviously, there's extremes. Like, if everything yep. goes perfect, everything goes terrible. I think the worst case scenario for the Browns is six and eleven. Like it's possible they could sure. finish six and eleven if Watson didn't play the whole season and everything went wrong. Right. But that's the extreme, right? I, I look at I say if they played the season a hundred times, which scenario would play out the most? Right. And that's how I think you make predictions. But you know, I, it, it's obviously. I mean, I, I assume the guy's assuming that Deshaun Watson's not going to play you at would all. Think. I mean, his methodology think. would be interesting to see. Yeah, we, I'd be we, curious. We've right. been seeing this all year, though. That's not isolated. We just there was another poll we just did when you talked about the offense, right? Yeah. If you had to rank the offense from you know in in, in the division, the Browns would be. You had them all the way down at 13, 14 when they got the best running backs and the best offensive linemen in right. the game. So my thought process is, you've seen this when they put Najee Harris above. Nick mm-hmm. Chubb, every single time I turn it on, and it's just, just the facts. There's a lot of people, including people with pins, that don't like Deshaun Watson and don't like the situation. So that situation has bled into everything. Now you six wins. How can you say the Texans made the move, right? But they only three games better than the Browns? Well, let me ask you this, though, G. Bush, because I, I don't know that it's so much that they don't like him. It's that, that we don't know. No, he's going to play. Nobody I, knows what the situation is going to be. If you say eight games, even if you say six games, there is no way and you know what. The disrespect is the simple fact that you got players in the top three positions. But, gee, you got to earn league. that respect. And as a team, the Browns haven't earned that respect. But, 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 no, no, hold on. That's yeah. not false. 
That's false. You got yeah. the Pittsburgh Steelers winning nine games. They got Mitch Trubisky and a rookie. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they but, nine games. Well, but I think he's wrong about that too. But like, I'm, I don't, I don't care. I mean, I get worked up about plenty of stuff. But some random dude at USA hey, Today picking them to win six watch games. Watch this, yeah. bull. Yeah. Guess what? Yeah. This is, see, we're gonna talk to Jen later, right? Right. Clay Matthews ain't in the Hall of Fame. Why you think it is? If he had a Steelers jersey, he'd be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I, well, because he'd have. The number of Super Bowls I mean, under his belt. You, you, I don't not, agree with that. Talk. But, but, I don't know about but that. No, no. I'm asking you. Winning when, factors in. Well, if he if he was with the Steelers, though, he would have won Super Bowls, and that would. Right. What keeps I play mean, out is he never the, played in a Super Bowl. Gee, the Bengals got two guys in this final cut: Ken Anderson and Ken Riley. It's not like they have a following or that people love the Bengals. Here's the I thing. mean, you can't take an isolated incident, right? But when you look at the totality of it, the Cleveland Browns. Are always you guys are a dumpster fire. You yes. guys messed it up. But so, that's true. Has but hold been on, hold on. For but, the most but, part. but here's the thing. Yeah. But you can't have it both ways. You can't say, hey, we want continuity. We want you guys to get aggressive. We want you to guys go out and, and, and go for it. They go for it. Cleveland Browns have messed up their career. They, they well, they the just want to, to Bull's point, they want to see it. I think, mean, and, and I'm okay with that. I, you've got to prove that you are who everyone thinks you are. Last right. year, and you know what? To, to, uh, they may, might use that internally for motivation in, in the locker room. They probably will because they're seeing the same thing. Let it be disrespected. But, but here's yeah. the thing. Last year, who picked the Bengals to win the division? Nobody. Who picked the Bengals to go to the Super Bowl? And this Nobody. is what I'm talking the about. Picks this, this don't is, matter. This is why yeah. I think that I actually like that we're being you know, overlooked. I do. Yeah. And, like, for example, I think we have this ready. Do you guys remember this image from um, uh, just a couple years back? Is that ready, Mike? All right, yeah, we we're go. pulling up one sec. We okay, got it. never mind. We got it. This is just from a couple of years ago when we were going into a, this season. Remember that? The Browns are back, everybody. Yeah. We got a little bit, a little bit of heat. We got a little overhyped. And we Dude, got all excited, and both those guys are gone. And I hated when this came yeah. out yeah. because I hate whenever we get we get hyped up because it's a hard thing. It's like to when lift. they put the Indians on the Sports Illustrated cover in like nine Corey Snyder. Nine thing nine. To lift up Corey Snyder, bring, Joe Carter, they lost 100 bring games. Bring on as many of these six and eleven predictions as possible. Yeah. Let the locker room see it. Get the bar nice and low for these Browns, especially <laughs> this young team who you know needs to build up their confidence and stuff like that, and say get feel disrespected in order to get to a place that lets them you know. It just gives you ability to do more. T- I told you so if the team does right well. and if you and if they happen to be right and it's like, well, yeah, you guys kind of call we, that we, 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 by the way, right. for, the, for the 2019 Browns, I went to training camp. I interviewed a bunch of fans and stuff and I made a like three minute hype video for that season. Mm-hmm. I wow. mean, it was crazy. Over yeah, the of course. Everybody was thinking yeah. everybody was loving it. I, well, it, it, it. At some point in time, if you're going to be a good team, it don't it don't matter what somebody's saying. You got to go out and prove it. You got to go out, out and do 100%. So it don't matter if somebody say you good or you bad. You got to prove it. I like the fact that 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 Miles Garrett is saying, look, we're going to be a top five, top three, number one defense, right? And I want to see them 20 sacks. I need Jadavian Clowney to get them 12 sacks. I need people to take that next step. Grant Duffy, JOK. But the reality is I'm just letting you guys know out there. The fans, the media always thought you was trash. They laugh at you. That's true. They laugh at you. That's they, true. You're, you're a laughing stock. Don't tell, don't take nobody telling you how you should move when they laugh at you. Go out, get the best players you can, and when Deshaun Watson puts 50 on the Steelers, I don't want to hear nothing. Get all in the DMs and the comments. Get it ready. Because that's what y'all need to understand. Are I do agree that they team? love crapping on the Browns in Cleveland, it's in national media. There's Cleveland, no doubt. Cleveland, period. Cleveland, I mean, yes. I, trust me, I, I, I saw it firsthand yes. because I always felt like I was behind enemy lines. <laughs> I, I, it was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. The criticism, the jokes, yeah. the punching bag that I felt right. like for 16 years. Which was so unfair well to the city. The Browns deserved it for a lot of that time right. as an organization. That's a good point. The Browns yes. did deserve it. Yeah. Yeah. They the did, city but the fan base, the, no. you know, I, I always take exception to shots at the fan base. Right. What yeah. the hell have we done except for support this trash for years exactly. and years Maybe and that's decades the point, and decades? Though. Maybe that's, the, for some of them, that's probably the point. Well, like, fan is short for fanatic. That they keep, yeah, what's wrong with these people that keep yeah. supporting this team with these owners that keep doing this to them and all this? I mean, well, what's it take? It's well, almost like for punishment. And to I guess. all your points, like the media, national media has crapped on the Lions as well, but they don't crap on Detroit. No, they crap on the, the Jaguars. Well, Detroit's won though. The Tigers won in in the eighties. The right, Tigers have been to World you don't Series. Rip the city the Pistons for it. Once. No, I know. And it's the Guardian, the Indians slash Guardians have overall been a good organization for the last. 30 some odd Didn't help years. that our river was on fire either. I, whatever. Yeah. This I know all, that has nothing to do with sports. You could point to anything in any city. Well, that's when Cleveland yeah. became the butt of jokes nationally. Right. Forget yeah. the sports scene. That's when Johnny yeah. Carson started but, but, coming after us. Yeah, yeah. with both. With yeah. Mike, yeah. I'm going to tell you what. You know this. Mike, you know this. I'm going to keep it real. 
That's why if they get to the Super Bowl and win, mm-hmm. oh. like, like <laughs> that, you don't, you, you shut everybody up. Like every single person in this city, I don't care if you black, white, Asian, Christian, Islam, it don't matter. Every single person in this city will be damn near in tears because mm-hmm. you took yeah. all of that crap. All, and you know you what will happen stuff. And this makes me sick. The national media then will go, Good for Cleveland. We've been pulling for them for so long. The lovable Uh losers. And they'll come in and they'll put the parade on TV and they'll smile all through it. It's something we've all been waiting for. Yeah, sure you have. Well, not everybody's a hater, but there are players. No, I know, but in general, and I hate to to paint everybody with a broad brush. See, I think it saves time. Hey, Mad Dog Russo (laughs) recently (laughs) said Cleveland was the best sports city in America. He did. He Uh did. Fans. Had the best fans. Best fans in America. Okay, by the way. Go ahead. We got to put a bow on this because yeah. we've got guests waiting in the in in the oh. portal here. In the will portal. they <laughs> will they make the playoffs if Deshaun Watson doesn't play at least eight games? No, no, no. He got to play eight games. I I, I like the rah rah stuff, but you still got to play. I like Jacoby, but <laughs> you know, give me, there's too I, many good quarterbacks yeah. in the AFC. <laughs> Jay, you think they can win I'm 14? I assume. And that's no, why the Steelers. No, I'm a realist. And that's I, why the Steelers aren't making the playoffs. <laughs> Seventeen and zero, then the Super Bowl. No, by I, the way, the Steelers haven't won a playoff game against a decent quarterback in about a decade. Yeah. I don't know. I can't. I, and they I, haven't I, won a playoff game period in six years. A decade's a long time. They've won a lot of games. I'm sure they've beaten some good quarterbacks. Yes. Not in the last decade. I. That's a. I'm that's, find it. I'll guarantee you, in the last ten years, they've beaten a good quarterback. And, and we in, the the oh, in the playoffs. Oh, in the playoffs. Oh, yeah, okay. In the playoffs. Yeah, no. We could ask you. Hey, you know, no, is yeah. Aditi? She's here. Aditi joins us now via the yeah. Gridiron Guys hotline. Are you looking for a local roofer you can trust? Family owned since 2003. The Gridiron Guys have grown to become Northeast Ohio's top-rated roofers. Get ready. They exemplify quality yeah. work practices and are a valued resource for homeowners. And offer a 10-year workmanship warranty. Call mm-hmm. 330-573-7967 today. For a free estimate or roof inspection. Grid, grid, grid. Grid, grid, grid iron, iron guys. guys. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, I did part of all. I like that. Oh, listen, we got the harmony popping. <laughs> yeah, hey, like grid, iron, grid Iron, hit me up. It's your boy over here. I got it. I got it. I got it. We can put that <laughs> no, in. No, we'll like, like, like we like I like the mic chime in. Yeah, yeah. I love it. That's here. You can add a little almond. We got Aditi, did you know Bull was such a musician in all your time? She had no idea. Uh, no, I, you know, all the years that I've known him, I did not know that. But, Bull, I'm yeah. about to come on. We're about to talk, and you're checking your phone? Well, well no, he's trying to back up his I, statement. I had to double-check the Steelers thing. But you know what? I will put down my phone. Well, you're right. They lost to Blake Bortles in the playoffs. They lost to Tim Tebow in the playoffs. I don't think that actually qualifies. Is Who did they beat in the playoffs? The year that they beat Miami, um, it was – tell me his name. Who was the quarterback? Matt Moore. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think Jay so. Jay Feely? Jay Feely no. was a kicker. AJ, <laughs> AJ Feely was a quarterback. Well, no, Jay Fiedler is what I'm doing. Tom Brady in the AFC title game. Yeah. And then, why am I losing this? I don't know. Miami, yeah, it had to have been Matt Moore, It was Matt right? Moore, confirmed. Well, he Matt went 29-36, 289 yards, one touchdown, one interception. You lost me at Tim Tebow. That was yeah. a rough one, huh? I mean, that yeah. was 10, 11 years ago? 10, yeah. 11 years ago? That's no good. Their, their last playoff win. That was after they went to the Super Bowl against Aaron Rodgers. They lost to Blake Bortles, of course. That was a few years ago. Mm-hmm. They lost to Baker Mayfield. You're not calling him a great quarterback to have lost no. to in the playoffs, are you? No, I'm saying they have their only playoff wins are against their last playoff win. The quarterback was Brock Osweiler, hmm. who's absolute trash. We had him. Well, did, did, well Brock Osweiler was brilliant at figuring out how to make money, right? Yeah, you got to master that. By the way, we got to take time credit. out, time out, time out. Because before we get into anything else, we got. I want to congratulate Aditi on yes. her expanded gig with CBS Sports, oh, which we're very excited hey. about. Yeah, tell us about it. What are you going to yes. be doing? Didn't, didn't we already go through this? Did no, we do this not, not this. Not no. You've had so many jobs. You, like we've, congr- we've congratulated you on some, but not all. You played us. You didn't oh, come over uh, with the scoop. So what, yeah. tell us Can what I you're going to be you doing. That I had my husband take that picture, and it took like 18 tries, and he cut off my head most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, I mean, many talents, just maybe not the best photographer. Yeah, so I, um, I'm really, really pumped, and I'm not quite sure what I am at liberty to say just yet. But I will be a part of NFL coverage. I can say that. I will be doing a variety of different things. You may see me 
working a sideline. You may see me doing a feature or a sit down. You could see me giving news updates from perhaps a super big game, maybe an NFC game. As you know, CBS has a lot of AFC games. So I think that it will be a great variety. You'll still see me on Sundays, which is, of course, really important. And I'm just, guys, I'm just really stoked. You know, all of you have sort of seen that. I should say this. I would be remiss if I didn't say that it was Bull who really guided me through this transition. It was Bull who gave me the courage to say, hey, if you really believe in yourself and you want to do more than what you're getting to do where you are, just take a leap. And it was Bull who believed in me when I didn't necessarily believe in myself. And so uh, there were many, many phone conversations where I called him crying and hung up smiling. Now, Bull just did the that, same thank thing. You. So, I, I mean, you, yes. you just sort of navigated that space yourself. Yeah, because I had been Jay, in the same spot you were in. Yeah, and I and I was nervous at times, too, when I made my decision, and I know you were, and I, you don't need to thank me at all. I'm, that's what friends are for, but uh, I'm so happy for you. I know you're doing the podcast with the Hall of Fame. You're doing the Browns preseason. It's all coming together as it should. I'm but not surprised. But just don't forget about yeah, the Ultimate Cleveland it's Sports about variety, Show. Right? Yeah. I, it's just, yes, this is something I'm super pumped about. And I'll be in Canton next week. And we're getting going on this. Joe Horrigan has been at the Pro Football Hall of Fame for 40-something years and just has the most absurd memory. I mean, you name anything obscure that has happened in professional football and he's got it. So this is a really cool piece of storytelling. We're going to bring in the Hall of Famers that are, you know, like if we do something on the Browns undefeated season, which even though it wasn't in the history of the National Football League, is indeed in the history of professional football. We've got people that are were affiliated with that team or part of that team or something to come and talk to us about that. And so I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of fun for football fans, a lot of fun for just passing fans who want to learn more about the game. And yes, again, and Bull, to your point of what you were saying earlier, you, you have to be uncomfortable sometimes and you can't keep doing the same exact thing for a series of years and just think, okay, I'm still moving forward. I'm still growing. So right. there's some nervousness for sure, but I think that that's part of the fun. Didi, is it going to be uncomfortable for you to be wearing an Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show t-shirt while on the sidelines at all your CBS <laughs> games this year? <laughs> I, I don't know that I'll be allowed to do that at CBS, but funny okay, story, I, I did we'll contact just talk to one of my superiors at CBS and said, hey, is it okay if the rest of the crew for the Browns games are wearing Browns polos mm -hmm. that I wear Browns polo as well and we figured out that every CBS broadcaster who does preseason yeah. games such as the fabulous Evan Washburn who does the Ravens games does indeed wear team gear yeah. so I may not be allowed back in the city of Pittsburgh but apparently yeah. CBS is okay no with loss. me wearing brown gear I can't wait till we get that picture we're gonna blast yeah. that all over <laughs> we're gonna blast that all over Pittsburgh hey you're not forgetting about your friends here right I mean uh, some of our viewers are like wait a minute does that mean we're losing Aditi no, no, no. In fact, Good. I was just talking to Steve Becker about when I could possibly come in studio. No. And thankfully, Mikey McNuggets is making sure that we can work with how crazy the schedule will be the next few weeks to nice. accommodate. You'll have me live from Berea. You'll have me live. Oh, nice. So, oh, oh, live the, from Berea next good. Wednesday. Nice. The, the only, wait. only thing that changed is her price went through the roof. Yeah, it's insane now. Hey, you pay for quality. Last I heard. You pay for quality. That's right. <laughs> well, we're thrilled but for we you. Need, Congratulations. We need iron guys to kick in that, that harmony or yeah. that, that, that melody, whatever. Absolutely. And then maybe we'll get a little bit more money, and then maybe it'll trickle down to me. There you go. Well, I'm going to follow this up with a real football question. I was talking to Jay, right? Okay. And I don't know if you've seen this, the, the the situation with Kyler Murray and his little claws for four hours, right? That's crazy. Have you ever in your life heard anything about that clause? And where do you think that came from? What spawned that? Because I'm, I'm interested. Well, what spawned that? I mean, clearly there was a reason that they felt it was necessary to actually elucidate that and put that in print. And so then that begs the question for me, if you actually have to tell the guy to study exactly. and you have to hold him accountable to studying, why are you giving him $230 thank million? You. Like, thank you. I'm just, it just blows my mind. I'm sorry. It yeah. really, really, truly does. But I mean, sure, we've heard that. Everybody knows the story of Jamarcus Russell and the blank DVDs. And 
you know, we know that there are certain quarterbacks that really put in the time above and beyond when they're in the building in the mandated hours. That was a storyline in Cleveland a few years ago when Hard Knocks was catching Terod Taylor coming in at dawn and leaving when it was dark out. And And Johnny Manziel before that. Stop. Stop. (laughs) Stop. Well, he was he was actually getting there when the sun went down and leaving when the sun came up. And and you wouldn't want to do a blood alcohol content test on him when he was leaving. He was doing bumps off those DVDs probably. (laughs) (laughs) He was looking at DVDs all right. Uh, A DVD. It's such a bad look. It's a bad look for Murray. Because it makes him look like he's not willing to do the work that the NFL quarterback is expected to do. But to your point of the Cardinals, my question is, how the hell did this nugget get out? Because I can't imagine either team, either side here, would have wanted that information to be public. Sure, but I mean, the the contract can be found. Players' contracts can be read. So that's not that surprising that it was out there. I just... Again, it, it, it comes back to this. Why do you have to tell him to do that? What, what, shouldn't that just be unsaid? Mm-hmm. Shouldn't that just be a given? You would I think. Mean, it, it feels like, I don't know what professions there are that are such as the prefer- profession that we're all in here. And a highly competitive field, you can't expect to just show up and punch a clock. You have to want to chase something beyond just the time that you are in the building. And when you are in the building, again, you're not just punching a clock. I mean, how many guys have you, do you know take their lunch into the film room or are doing something extra on Tuesdays that are in theory days off? I mean, look at the Bengals. Look at Bulls' favorite team. Part of why that defense was so successful is that every single Tuesday, the defensive backfield came in. Von Bell and Jesse Bates were getting Chick-fil-A and getting everybody in. And on their own, they're watching film and they're talking to each other. And the safeties are saying to the corners, what are you seeing here? Okay, this is what I'm seeing. This is how we can make this work together. That's not in their contract. That's not required by their coach. They're doing that because they want to be great. It just seems really bizarre to me that You'd have to actually encourage a player to do that. That a player wouldn't automatically think, hey, I want to be the best to ever do this, so I'm going to do that. I mean, nobody told Antonio Brown you have to stay after every practice and catch hundreds of balls off of jugs machines. That's who he was. It's just, again, I, I don't want to say that it's a generational thing. I don't, I just don't get why you pay someone that amount of money if you're really questioning the work ethic there. Yeah, because we haven't seen from Kyler Murray right now that just on base talent alone, he is far and away lights out better than anybody. No, and you're giving him $240 million and homework. And that to me, that, <laughs> that, that's, uh-huh. that, that seems absurd. McNuggets has a point he wants to make. I just had a question to Didi. We didn't see anything like this in Deshaun's contract, but there's nothing remotely like this within what the Browns and Deshaun signed, correct? Not, I mean, not that I've been made aware of, but again, of, of all the, not to minimize or diminish any of the other baggage, but at least on the field, I have never heard anybody question Deshaun Watson's commitment or focus or energies or where he directs his work on the field on that piece. So maybe that's why it didn't have to actually be written in. I mean, in some ways, look, guys have weight clauses, right? Like you're, you're fined if you don't hit, if you are above a certain weight or you get a bonus, if you keep clocking in at a certain weight, I actually, I just went out with Cam Hayward's mom and she was telling me that her Cam's dad, Craig Ironhead Hayward, one year with, I believe it was the bears. There was a clause in the contract that every single week when he weighed 260 pounds or less, it was whatever it was, $10,000. So, I mean, I guess the if you're going to monitor somebody's weight or tie somebody's pay to his weight or to when he shows up for a workout or a strength session, then maybe you're going to tie it to the mental piece of it. It just, again, seems very unusual that you'd have to actually do that. Aditi, we, um, yesterday, the first day of camp, uh, Miles Garrett had some really interesting comments. He talked about the fact that because they obviously he's being asked, you know, how do you handle the unknown of Watson and what do you do if he doesn't play? 
He said it has nothing to do with Jacoby in terms of, you know, what the defense has got to do. I believe in his ability, but I'm putting the pressure on us because I know what we have in store. You know, the rest of us, you and us and all of, everybody in the media, we could go and say, well, obviously they're not going to win as many games with Jacoby Brissett as they would with Deshaun Watson. But the team can't feel that way. And I think it's important for the leaders like Miles Garrett to, to make that clear. Like, it's the whole team doesn't get a pass for the games that Watson doesn't play, right? Is that fair? Well, of course, and that and all the great defensive players, you'll hear that from TJ Watt and Cam Hayward were saying the same thing a year ago when the Steelers offense was struggling. Well, yeah. it's the defense's job to hold them scoreless then. And right. if the defense holds the other team to 10 points and the offense can't score 11, well, you're always going to get the great defensive leader saying, well, we allowed 10. We shouldn't have. You know, and it's easy for us to say, okay, the, the numbers show that if you hold an NFL team to 17 points or less, you have whatever, 95% chance of winning the game. But it doesn't always work out that way. And this goes back to when we were all talking about whether Baker Mayfield would be traded to Carolina, this was months ago, we all had this conversation and it was, oh wow, that just plays into exactly who Baker is. And that Baker would be about as jacked up as could be to take on the Browns week one. And I can't remember who it was, but somebody's response was, well, you don't think that Miles Garrett and Denzel Ward have something mm -hmm. to say on the flip side of that? Yeah, That's what you want out of your defensive players. And that's what Miles Garrett should be saying and preaching. Aditi, is there anything in particular that you're looking looking at as camp actually heats up here in uh, Cleveland that any kind of position battles or anything, that, any storylines that you're following? Well, yeah, I want to see what the wide receivers do, right? I want to see, is David Njoku really a number two target? Is David Njoku a different guy now that he's got this money? And I mean that in a positive way. Is he a guy that's going out and fueled to prove and justify why he got that money and that he should be a bigger threat and a more reliable option. I want to see who lines up behind Amari Cooper. What other options there are? I'm still excited to see Harrison Bryant since Kevin Stefanski has been so bullish on him since, I don't know, the spring, right? In the spring, he was telling us he was bullish on him. I think Donovan Peoples-Jones looked really good showed us some big flashes last year i remember being on the field during training camp and he caught a big touchdown right behind me when i was doing a live shot i'm excited about him uh i'm excited to see josh dobbs because he's one of my favorite people in the nfl <laughs> and i loved what kevin stefanski had to say about him yesterday am i allowed to have a personal feeling like that can sure i just was. say hey he's yeah, a guy yeah. that makes me smile i'm, it's so nice I'm excited that, i'm sure josh Dob i'm sure josh dobbs is thrilled to have someone excited to see him and i'm glad that it's you <laughs> i mean good for him <laughs> you know did you he guys know josh like, dobbs you need to spend a little time with josh dobbs not only is he brilliant because he really is a true life rocket scientist yes but he's just one of the nicest guys get him in here really we love to talk to josh dobbs yeah, bring him in with you yeah Bring the dauber. We should do that. We'll talk now. Three cat and dubs. We'll talk you guys know how we've talked a lot about random Madden ratings last yeah. couple weeks? Yeah. Josh Dobbs, number one truck rating for all quarterbacks in the NFL and Madden. What did I don't they get pull it. that from? Really? I don't get it. Get that what is from? Josh Dobbs rating, tweeted it out. Way. Yeah, oh, we'll pull it up. Give me one sec. Oh, <laughs> running over people? <laughs> well, is he that guy, Aditi? He's barely been on the field. How would they know I mean, that? how are they going to know that he's going to run people over? Because he can, because he's strong. You know, it's so funny because I spent a few years lobbying Mike Tomlin. Why can't you just use him as your change of pace guy? You know, the Steelers never used a second quarterback. But it was kind of like if Drew Brees was willing to come off the field for Taysom Hill a few times, right. why couldn't Ben come off for Josh Dobbs That's a couple times? Yeah. You well, know? Because and of ben course, was... Mike Tomlin, as usual, did not listen to me, but hey. Mm, well, <laughs> ben was a truck himself. So, you know, in some cases, you could see why Drew would come off the field. Because it gives you a different look. Sean Watson, number six I, in the truck race. This is unacceptable. Baker Mayfield, number seven. Unacceptable. Baker list. Mayfield, seven. Josh Allen. He could truck me. Josh Allen is number one by a wide margin. He should be at least 89 in trucking. That's true. Yeah, this I'm, is my favorite stat I that I was unaware of. I think attitude, too, right? Like, how do we even know Malik Willis is there? We right, haven't seen Malik play? Willis right. do anything. Trey Lance? That guy doesn't look tough. They need to be. They need to get, I'll, I'll truck Baker Mayfield any day of the week. Can we get that? I'll can, truck him. Can, can we can we set that up? I would love to Oklahoma see it. Drill. You know, Oklahoma Joe. Baltimore Baker. Three hundred plus pounds. Ain't trucking me. Go for the weak shoulder. That's an ice cream. What do you Wait, think? Guys, you know who's an underrated trucker is Joe who? Burrow. Joe Burrow plays quarterback. Yeah, no, like he'll a drop his. Yeah, he'll drop Joe his Burrow's, shoulder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he will. He, he will. 
Sometimes to his detriment. I remember talking to the Bengals offensive coordinator, Brian Callahan, last year about you can't necessarily coach that out of him, but you hope he grows out of it at some point. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't know, but I think the whole Madden rating. I mean, if Jamar Chase isn't a top ten receiver, uh, yeah, really, I know, I'm with you. If Mitch yeah. Fitzpatrick isn't a top ten safety, yeah, it, it's right. just, I don't know. Some of it feels a little funny uh, to me. All right. Let me hit you, Aditi, and you guys with these crazy numbers. I saw. I'll give credit to ESPN. They had this article. Two bizarre stats that show how unlucky the Browns were last year. And you'd think, just because luck changes, that maybe the Browns will get lucky. Since we're speaking of numbers, did you know? The Browns' opponents did not miss a single field goal last year except the one that was blocked in the second game of the year. So any kick that got past the line of scrimmage oh, against the Browns was made. I knew that. Not a single – you knew that? I, so yeah, so, I saw so that. That blew my yeah, mind. I, I saw that like two or, three, okay, but, two or three days ago. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. Is that luck or is that a statement on your special teams, on your field goal well, but I, defense but, but Aditi, I mean, yeah, you're going to block one here and there, but for the most part, yeah. most kicks are at least off the kicker's foot. It, it, a small percentage of them get blocked. Right. But I think that sure, is Sure, but luck. like can you that's at a lot least like with luck. your – push maybe adjust the way the kicker feels or rushes the kick or the I, I snap context. I want to know if one, I don't know. I, was there I, one I don't know anything like 15 about the whole of them. Well, right now, just look at the kick average. The kick made average yeah. for the league is I'm guessing it would be in the 80 percentile. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, uh, I, I, I could be I could be wrong. It could be lower just than that. Just field goals? Just field goals. I, it's 70s, a little lower than 80, that. 70 okay, something. Okay, even 70s. Yeah. So for a team to have a 100% yeah. kick against, that's mm-hmm. just bad that's luck. That's well, just so, crazy okay. bad luck. At, at least some of it is bad luck. I would say most, if not all Could of it. Could they have forced you, more blocks? Yeah, probably. You have, you, have re, you have three really good kickers for other teams here. Three in the division. In the division. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. And that you're playing, right. you're playing six games against those guys. Now, this yeah. this is also some luck, but this is there's there's more to it than just luck with this one. The Browns on fumbles, whether they fumbled on offense or whether they're deep, where the other team's offense fumbled and they were on defense or there was a fumble on special teams. The Browns were uh, uh, um, recovered 35% of all fumbles in their games, the lowest percentage in the entire league. You know, that one's more skill-based. That's, yeah, there's some yeah, luck that, there. that's coaching. That's not but, luck. Right, but yeah, well, coaching. there's some luck because the ball could bounce or whatever. Yeah. You know. Yeah, maybe, but not to the tune of 35%. No, worse than the league. That's something that I thought was like, you think about that. Even if even if you're at 45%, that's another three, four fumbles go your way. That could be the difference between a game or two. What was the next right. lowest? I didn't see recovery? the next lowest, yeah. but I just know that that was you the know, lowest in Aditi, the league. Aditi, to that point, I think last year, that's why it was interesting to me that they made such a pivot as an organization. Last year, in total, there were a lot of fluky things like that. The COVID, I know all teams were dealing with COVID. It just felt like when the Browns were hit with it, it was the absolute worst possible timing. The Baker injury, the Odell thing blowing up. It was just like, the, in total, it seemed like they were losing the dial on the eight ball every turn. Mm-hmm. It was coming okay. up negative. But Jay, let, let me stop you. Sure. Every single fan base mm-hmm. could sit here and say something like that. You don't think that John no. Harbaugh and the Ravens fans last year, they had 20 That's major crazy. contributors. Sure. twenty. I'm not talking about 20 guys. I'm talking no, about 20 starters and major contributors that went on IR. They didn't have Lamar Jackson for the whole tail end of the season, and they lost, what, five games by one or two points? Yeah. Nearly beat the well, Packers? The nearly league, beat the Rams? I yeah. mean, it... it you could say that the Ravens could say that two years ago when the Steelers started 11 and 0, they got screwed by the whole Titans COVID situation, then by the Ravens COVID situation. Then they were screaming at that time, hey, we're doing everything right, but we're getting affected by it. Yeah, I yeah. Think I'm that sure that the it, nature it, of whatever your fan base is. There were also and teams I think last year, though, that rounds were any more unlucky than anybody else. But there were also teams last year, and this happens every year. There were teams last year where he's like, wow, they're getting one break after another. And part of going to the Super Bowl, of course, it has a lot to do with your roster. But when you look at the teams that make it to the Super Bowl and they're the two left standing, you can look through and, and you can circle a number of things that happened that went their way. Sure. So I, I know that I don't want to lean too heavily you make on your that. Own luck. But remember, the organization pivoted on the most important position in the organization. And 
to your point, and this is the NFL in general, an 11 and 6 can just as easily be a 6 and 11. The, the margin between that is so narrow that that's why the Bengals were able to do what they did last year. They weren't a horrible team two years ago. They just got a lot of bad breaks. They put a lot of things well, together. Well, they were pretty Joe bad two Burrow, years ago, especially Joe when Burrow got hurt. Well, yeah, but that's <laughs> yeah. a bad break. That's yeah, a, yeah. That's a bad break. They didn't have that break last year. They were in the Super Bowl. McNuggets is screaming at me. What Do we, we, do we have to do mailbag? Well, yeah, we got to do mailbag because we have Jen Matthews coming on next. But, oh, okay. Aditi, we got some great questions for you from the mailbag that we need you to answer for us. And as always, when we ask the internet for questions, it's brought to you by PCC Airfoils. Mm. Are you looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits? PCC Airfoils is a leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Airfoils at Eastlake, Mentor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up, plus full benefit packages, paid time off, and a signing bonus. Apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. Yes, the devil sir. went down to Georgia. He was looking for a PCC Airfoils to steal. I feel like you're reaching. I'm, that's, a, that's a huge reach right there. That was a huge reach. <laughs> I, yeah, that, that, wow. And that, the, just the, a and song you the like. Tone, and, the tone and delivery, uh, I think listen, you're reaching immediately. I have to come up with a million different songs every I understand. Day. Sometimes they're going to be a reach. Yeah, I Mike was on it and jumped up. <laughs> you didn't even have the lyric out of your mouth. I think you're reaching. It didn't, it didn't rhyme. I, didn't at all. I appreciate the effort. At all. Yeah. Okay. A for effort. No, it wasn't really that much. What of do we got effort, for Aditi, no. Mike? <laughs> yep. If I had a so better have, effort, it would have been a better We have song. Jen in the portal, Pivoting so we're going to run through these pretty quick. Okay. Yeah. We put out a tweet yesterday. Portal. You can take tag board, Steve. You got a question for Aditi about Brown's training camp or anything else? Drop it below. We may ask him on the show tomorrow, which we did. So, Aditi, first question from Major underscore 83. Which Browns player, players, could play both offense and defense if needed? What positions would that player play? That's easy. Miles Garrett could play wherever he wants. He yep, could absolutely yep. be a fullback, I think. Can you imagine Miles Garrett clearing the way for Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt? That sounds like fun. I mean, but does, that, does that feel like a cop out? I would no, take John good... Johnson at uh, as a slot receiver. Mm, yeah. I'd take Denzel Ward too as a, as a little scat receiver. You know, he's, he's as a little quick. scat receiver, mm -hmm. I could do yeah. Ward doing that. Could I Nick would, Chubb play that. linebacker no. or safety? I wouldn't want him to. I, no. <laughs> no, I mean, no. I, I, not that you'd really want him to do it, but could he do it? I think Dimitri Felton could play corner. He's tiny, though. Corners are tiny. Well, all right. Um, all right, number two, McNuggets. All right, number two. We got three. This is the second one. This is from Dale Strife. Pittsburgh and Baltimore have been the big brothers of the AFC North for a long time. Do you see that flipping and the Ohio teams becoming dominant for the next decade? I don't see either Pittsburgh or Baltimore and the way those organizations are constructed and what their ownership is like ever being dominated for a decade. I just don't see either of those teams falling off and being irrelevant for a period of time. That's Could I see yeah. Bengals and the Browns creating a decade of tremendous play? Yes, but I just don't see Pittsburgh or Baltimore falling apart. Not what we wanted to hear, for but thank you. Last third question. <laughs> yeah, fall, it's hard to believe falling apart, but like, until Pittsburgh gets I a like real quarterback, I, I, like this, I like this yeah, right I here. Do. It's mm -hmm. not what we wanted to hear. Steelers have Sadly, one, it's true. One, Steelers have one playoff win since losing the Super Bowl. Okay, but one, how many losing one. seasons have they had in the last No, they're not going to fall apart. I agree right. with you. They won't fall apart. But I don't think they're a legit contender. A down year for point. them is 9-8 and eight and just barely missing the playoffs. Same for yeah, Baltimore. That's, that, that's been the case. the organization yes. has such high expectations. I don't know. If Kenny Pickett right. is trash. If he's trash, if he's they're going to take he's some L's. Now. <laughs> hey, we don't yeah. know. Mm. All right, last one, Mikey. <laughs> All right, we got one more question. It's a two-parter, Aditi. Do you think the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show is going to surpass 50,000 subs? 50,000? And also... With Tomlin coaching his 15th season, how much longer do you think he has in him? Of course he does. Well, yes, to the 50K subs, of course. I'm actually course. surprised that we're not there just yep. yet. But it's only a Next matter week. of days at this point, a matter of yeah. time. And especially with the season starting, obviously yeah. the content is only going to get juicier and more necessary to pay attention to. And as for right. Tomlin, he's got as long as he wants. Yeah. You know, he really – you just – if you watched him at his opening press conference two days ago, the excitement, the energy, the smile, the way that he was talking about boiling his mouth guard back in 1979 and that every year since then, it's been the same feeling. It's that first day of school excitement. Mm -hmm. He's got that. And then I'd also recommend you go and you listen to the fabulous Ryan Clark's podcast, The Pivot. And Mike Tomlin was talking about coaching 
in a ver I mean, it was just a fascinating conversation because you usually don't get Mike Tomlin to really open up that way. But he was very relaxed with Ryan Clark, one of his favorite players. And he was saying that one of his greatest pet peeves is when he hears about players who are uncoachable or hard to coach or have an issue with some sort of technique or bad, you know, hand, hand placement. And Tomlin basically said, he said, that's coaching. That's not on the kid. It's not a kid that's uncoachable. You're a bad coach if you can't read a, reach a kid, if you can't teach him where his hands are supposed to be. Wow. And the passion with which he spoke, it was very clearly that the craft of teaching, the art of coaching is still something that fuels him tremendously. And also in 15 years, I think he's grown with players. He's yeah. grown with a lot of mercurial personalities and he's learned one of his favorite lines, I'll use this one, one of his favorite lines, and I'll leave this with you, is that he doesn't treat everybody equally. He treats everybody fairly. And I think that that really speaks to who he is, is that he recognizes different people have different motivators and need to be pushed and pulled in different ways. And he's very, very, very good at that. It's a good wow. piece of life advice. No, it is. It really, it really is. is. And, yeah. and a whole lot of Tony Dungy in him, not by surprise. Mm -hmm. um, Aditi, wonderful stuff. Thank you very much. Have a great weekend, and we will see you next week. Is it possible that next week we get you in studio? We're trying to figure that out one day, yeah. but I don't think so. All right, well, give yes. Bull at least three days' notice so we can shower. <laughs> so we don't want you popping well, in a shower me. twice a he's day. He's cooking for me the next you time I'm that, in town. That's, no. that's big guy bias. Congrats, big guy bias. Big guy bias. Congrats again, Didi. Congrats again. Thank you. Bye, Didi. Bye, everybody. Talk to you Yeah, you're right. That was unfair. I apologize for that. I'm on vacation next week anyway. Oh, you can't be on vacation when Aditi's in. Well, she won't be. She said she doesn't think she's going to be in that. Well, week. she might be. Maybe. Possibly. I'm holding out hope. I'm not canceling my vacation. Do not get her, your hopes not. up. Her schedule next week is absurd. It's, it's, I'm sure it is a bear. In demand. Right. It is.